0: I have
1: something for you. Ooh. She comes bearing gifts. (gasps) What you got? It's coffee. Oh, my
0: God. Remember how I failed the front test because I didn't get you any coffee? Oh, my God. I have coffee for you today.
1: You are so good. I I don't have a coffee machine that can make this, but it's okay. you know what? I don't
0: care because I'm just trying to get rid of it. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) that
1: makes it feel super special.
0: (laughs) I have so much coffee at my house because... A long, long time ago, when we first started this quarantine business, mm-hmm. I did a little bit of panic shopping.
1: Uh-huh, as did everyone. A
0: little bit of panic shopping. And um, I did a little bit of doomsday shopping on Amazon Pantry. Oh. Because, <laughs> you know, when it hits the fan, the first thing we need,
1: coffee. And Absolutely.
0: Robbie and I both were like, how much coffee do we have? Mm-hmm. We still have PTSD from Hurricane Michael. Hermine, whichever one it was that we lost all the power for so long. Mm -hmm. And we, like, coffee was, like, what the only thing that we really cared about. Yeah. And so I, like, immediately went into, like, survival mode. I need coffee. I need lots of coffee. And so I I ordered a subscription of coffee. But you know how, like, Mm -hmm. when you first do online grocery shopping and you think you... You order five bananas and you get five bunches of bananas. <laughs> That's what happened with the coffee. And so we get this box. I had totally forgotten that I had done this.
1: We get this box. That's what they count on. Right. <laughs> Open it
0: up and it's filled with coffee, like bags oh of God. coffee. And Robbie's like, why do we have all this coffee? I was like, oh, I ordered all the coffee. I might have done that so we're like, okay, well, we're laughing. We're like, oh gosh, okay, we've got tons of coffee now, putting it all up. And I'm like, yeah, I need to cancel that subscription. I didn't. And you cancel. forgot to I cancel forgot. the subscription. And another box of coffee came. Mm-hmm. And What's another your box. Frequency of window here.
1: How often <laughs> are you getting? Too often.
0: <laughs> I have so much coffee. You got a, so whole room, a
1: whole room. filled with coffee.
0: It's I. I could. I. I could. Um, I don't need to buy coffee for a long time.
1: One of my friends uh, did that with uh, disinfectant wipes, (laughs) (laughs) and literally her laundry room, she's like, "Uh, I have boxes and boxes like the big Amazon boxes uh-huh and they're just filled she's like uh-huh. and it was one of those situations where you know she thought she was buying a dozen uh-huh packs like a dozen like single rolls but she was buying a dozen like four, four packs. packs yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. so yeah and she forgot to cancel that subscription too mm-hmm. so I feel yeah yeah that's why I won't subscribe for anything <laughs> like vitamins <laughs> nothing like nothing that you know even if I do need it recurring I will not. I'll wait till I'm low.
0: I have the same thing with paper towels at my house. You know, when everybody was going crazy for the toilet paper, Mm -hmm. um, I went crazy for the paper towels. Mm -hmm. And every time I go to the store, I think we need paper towels. And so I buy like the three pack. And then I come home and I remember that we didn't need paper towels. (laughs) And so I have more paper towels. Between paper towels and coffee, I'm good. That's all. That's all we need. So.
1: Well, thank you for this uh, very, very thoughtful gift. I really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you for taking some of my coffee off. I don't my know hands. what I'm going to do with it. I only have K cups.
0: Give it to somebody.
1: Okay, I'll re gift. Yeah, re gift it. Okay.
0: Okay, so I have a grab bag topic that includes advice for you today. Mm. Let's get into the grab bag. What What did they come up with now? Ew! Not that. Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. <laughs> I think I've got it. Okay, so now that it's summer, I decided I'm going to try an experiment. You know, homeschooling is over. The school year is over. Now it's summer. I thought I'm going to try to spend a week following the American Academy of Pediatrics recommended guidelines for screen time. Oh, okay. For my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, can You can probably guess how that went. I assume poorly. (laughs) (laughs) It did go poorly. Um, It it lasted not even a day. Um, And I I realized that um, that's BS and they need to revisit those guidelines. Um, How how long do they say? Two hours a day. Two hours a day. Of screen time. And I was curious to know how many other people are willing to be honest about the amount of screen time that their kids have. Because I hear many reports of screen time is up across the board because of the stay-at-home orders mm-hmm. um, and you know, school being online and the really the only social interaction that our kids can have is electronic right now. Mm-hmm. And so just by default, screen time is up.
1: Yeah, I mean, s- screens are one of the few things social things that we have left not that a screen is always social but there is an interactive component i mean and screens they do everything now right so we've got our zoom so that's technically i mean that's school now that's social Mm -hmm. interaction that's everything and then yeah we've got just watching videos or you know and a screen isn't necessarily always bad right
0: you know there's there's times when when they are like you know coding some kind of like rocket ship that's gonna blast off to the moon you know that's what that's what some people's kids do and then (laughs) others watch zebra gamer all day like mine (laughs) who is a perfectly nice boy who plays um video games on youtube and records himself
1: i um took my son's ipad away almost a month ago now oh really yeah um and i think it's been good for him i i think that I mean, he he has to play with his sister now because she still has one. (laughs) So they watch things together and there's compromise and it's not just a free-for-all of what, you know, you want. Um, He does have, at his dad's house, he has a computer, so he'll play on the computer some. But Mm -hmm. he hasn't had an iPad in several weeks. And I don't know, I feel like it's been pretty good for him. The only thing that it's starting to make me question now that it's been several weeks Mm -hmm. is that social component and how much access he is getting to his friends, you know, that he doesn't get to see.
0: Right. Wow. So he still doesn't have it back.
1: No, he still doesn't have it back. It just kind of went away and hasn't made a return. Um, He hasn't asked for it very much, but we've been out a lot at like the beach and, you know, out at the swimming pool and stuff like that. So we've been doing a lot more of that kind of stuff, I guess.
0: Well, I was curious to find out how bad of a mom I was. And so I did a poll on Facebook. Um, I did one of those things where I exclude you from a post Mm -hmm. so that um, I can
1: get some information. (laughs) But no, it's good. It's It's fine. It's totally fine.
0: Well, you know, I want to be able to get a really good amount of information and feedback without you seeing so that we can um, talk about it as part of the grab bag. And so here's what I said. I'm recording a show today about the amount of screen time your kids are having during COVID. So please answer my poll. And then I did say, Chrissy is excluded from this post, <laughs> so it stays a secret from her. Which best describes the screen time at your house? Okay, so you gave choices. It's multiple yes, choice. I have four choices. Okay. Choice A, it's not too bad. They also play outside and read and do other things. B, it's way more than I want, but I'm okay with it. C, it's way more than I want, and I feel guilty about it. Or D, something else. Okay. Okay. So, 98 comments. Ooh. 98 comments. The vast majority saying B or C, that it's way more than I want, and the majority of them saying I'm okay with it, largely because of the circumstances that right. we're in. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there there's not that, much, that there, much else they're going to do, or just the nature of our society is that so much of our communication is already electronic that mm-hmm. it's unrealistic to think that they're going to stay in touch with their kids and not use electronics. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then others saying it's more than I want and I feel bad about it. I feel guilty about it. And then um, some people said, you know, it just their kids do other things.
1: I would say for me, it would be between A and B between like we're doing fine and it's pretty limited to like, I don't feel bad about it. But I would feel bad about it. I would definitely fall in the C category if I felt like it was affecting, like I feel like when my kids have a lot, a lot of screen time, that I see behavior differences mm-hmm. that I don't care for. I see a lot of imitation of their favorite videos mm-hmm. and things like that, like things that I don't care for. Yeah. So if I was seeing that stuff, then I would fall in the feeling guilty category. Um, yeah. But I since since it seems to be like, they seem well-rounded with it right now, then that eases my mom guilt. I'm pretty much the same. It's more than I want. I I feel like it's
0: kind of like, well, you know, that's where we are right now. But I do um, have been, in the past couple of weeks, been making deliberate attempts to get them off of their digital stuff and do other stuff. But yeah. like I have to initiate that. Mm-hmm. Like I have to say, okay, time for that to be done. Time to do something else. Well, um, I'm not surprised that there's very much guilt because um, moms are the worst. <laughs> when it comes to guilt. When moms it comes are to guilt. Worst. And yeah. mm-hmm. it, so it got me thinking about the amount of shaming that goes on between parents and the amount of how much of that is self generated and how much of it is outside
1: sources. A ton of it is self generated, I think.
0: Well, I have this hilarious book that i will um put in the show notes and i will put it up on our um on our social media it's called um mommy knows worst and it's by an, a writer and i think his name is pronounced james Lillex, and
1: he's a blogger. Wait, it's, it's by a guy
0: yes hmm. he but he's a satire writer it is oh, okay <laughs> it is a it's a parody book it's hilarious and it's about all kinds of outdated parenting advice oh, okay and so i was thinking about how you're we're we're Somebody's going to say we're wrong, no matter what we do.
1: Oh my gosh, so much!
0: And I wondered, what did moms? What have moms been making each other feel bad about over time? So I've started finding this really bad parenting advice. Oh, fun! This is going to make us all feel better. Sir, that, is, is this what you
1: said you were bringing to me today?
0: Are you yeah, bringing me bad parenting? Well, advice? Well, I have. I have some. I have some good advice and some bad advice. Okay, great. Okay, okay so in the 1900s, moms were encouraged to use acid as a nipple cleanser mm. um and a book called the mother and her child like a
1: bottle nipple or like a body nipple I think it's your actual nipple <laughs> okay
0: great it's
1: because uh, acid on your nipple's good idea
0: okay it, there's advice for um, on nursing and it says that before feeding mothers should wash their nipples with soap and water and then rinse in boracic acid
1: yeah. I, I mean, that's what I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we wonder why women are a little pissed off. You know, it, it, there's maybe it's that. By
1: 1910,
0: we had matured a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the um, the advice for mothers was to um, ignore your children. Um, holding a baby will spoil it. Your baby will become weak. Um, and just be spoiled. And actually, uh, the Handbook on Obstetric Nursing warned mothers that those who foolishly spoil their little darlings would see them grow into little tyrants. Ooh. Yes. So only touch your baby when absolutely necessary. Got it. So got that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, by the 1920s, we were still kind of believing that... The advice at that point was that ignoring your child is going to build good, strong character.
1: I mean, maybe some independence. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I call 80s parenting, right? Like,
0: Do you remember your parents coming up with a list of activities for you to have? Absolutely not.
1: No, never, never.
0: (laughs) It was like, get on your bike and go. Come back when the streetlights come on. Mm -hmm. Well, um, behaviorist John Watson Oh um, yes, I know all
1: about Watson. Okay, Watson well, Watson was the forefather before Skinner. This is—I have a
0: degree in this. Okay, oh, go ahead. Well, then you know, <laughs> you know that um, that he said, um, holding babies too much is going to spoil them. The mothers should be sensible in how they interact with their babies. He said never hug and kiss them or let them sit in your lap. Shake hands with them in the morning. <laughs> Give them a pat on the head if they've made an extraordinarily good job of a oh. difficult task.
1: I don't know if he had children, and I would like to know how his children
0: grew up. (laughs) They are sociopaths, of course. Perhaps. (laughs) He says, if you must, kiss them once on the forehead when they say goodnight. (laughs) If you must. Yeah. So. (laughs) By the 1930s, we had figured out that fresh air was good for kids. Oh, is
1: that when they put the little. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Now, I first heard about this when I read my book, Mommy Knows Worst, about the, um,
1: the cages. Mm-hmm. Out the windows? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cage out the window. It's so, like... So inner city kids could breathe fresh right. air while yeah. they dangled over several stories. It looked kind of like how when
0: you have like a window unit air conditioner that's mm-hmm. kind of stuck on with duct tape and mm-hmm. yeah. bungee cords. But there's a baby in it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> By the 1940s author Philip Wiley wrote a book called Generation of Vipers. Mm. That sounds like something you, you know, mothers would definitely pick up and want to (laughs) learn about. And he said that um, the problem of the world was middle-aged, overweight mothers. Worst. Who were raising namby-pamby princes, (laughs) ill-suited to the rigors of real life. He called American boys the most prissy people on earth. <laughs> and this was happening. And this is why. Okay. Now, can you, can you sense the, the mother's rage starting to build through mm-hmm. the decades? The reason why the boys were such sissies is because moms didn't have enough household work. Oh, of
1: course. We need a lot more to do. Yes. He says,
0: "Up, up till this point, mothers have been so busy raising a large family, keeping house, doing the chores, fabricating everything in the home. But now she has free time. And look what's happened. Too much free time on her hands. Too much free time. In the 1950s, we turned our attention to the cleanliness of our children. Okay. We started judging each other for how clean our children were, and the advice in um, "Do's and Don'ts of Childcare," published in 1959, um, which was in Best Wishes magazine, to bathe your baby three times a day. Oh wow! In lard.
1: <laughs> in lard. In lard. Awesome. Yeah. I had to sidetrack for a second because I needed to see when Freud happened, <laughs> and yeah, like that 1900 to 1920, he would have been like a full-fledged adult, like so. Yeah, I see. I, I, I go. I, I just needed to take yeah. a look. I just needed to know. <laughs> Let's go on. So we, we're bathing our babies in lard. What's next? Put the baby in some lard, and then,
0: you know. Okay. So, did you read when you had your babies? Did you read like the books? No. So you just, like, the baby came out, and you
1: were like, here we go. I thought that I knew exactly what I was doing, obviously. I thought it was fantastic.
0: (laughs) I read the books. And then um, my baby was born, and it turned out my baby had not read the book.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they they don't follow the script very well. I did a bad job when my kids were really, really little, though. Like, I, I... I was way harder on them because I came from that behavioral background, you know. I mean, not Watson, <laughs> like at all. Like I loved them and cuddled them and held them, but I was pretty hard on them. Like it, I was very like cry it out, and it's so different than how I parent them today. It's 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 just staggering. It's a total 180, you know, from so, how I parent today.
0: So that's really interesting because you know, so many times as moms, I think that we. Give the impression, or we have the impression, that we are supposed to know what we're doing. First of all, of in course. something that mm-hmm. we've never done before, mm-hmm. and then never admit that we did something wrong, or that the way that we
1: did it is not how we would do it with our subsequent children. Oh, I would totally like. I took my daughter to work with me, and i i mean, I made a huge production out of this because I own this company, and I'm like, hey, guess what? Um, I'm bringing my baby to work, and this is like wave of the future. We're all going to bring our babies to work. It was terrible. It really, really was terrible because she had like a nanny during the day and she could see her mother, but she couldn't get to her mother. And I was working and it was terrible for both of us. It was absolutely awful. And we did that for eight months or nine months before we figured out something different. But yeah, I mean, I made tons of mistakes. I like when she was born, I was still trying to teach other parents what to do with their young kids with disabilities (laughs) and I would be sitting and nursing her Uh um, or she would be crying and wanting me to nurse her and I would feel like I shouldn't because I was working with someone and then these other moms would be like could you nurse that baby and (laughs) I mean it was it was not like it was a rocky start to being their mom.
0: I remember when I had my first and I was working from home and somebody suggested having a, a nanny come and um you know, be like the caretaker during the day when I was working. And I just didn't see that being a a good option for me. Like I would rather him go to another place Mm -hmm. and have like his day and do that stuff and me be in a different location than try to pretend like I don't hear him. Right. Mm -hmm. And then also try to pretend like I'm not totally jealous of this other person who gets to spend her whole day with my kid. Mm hmm. Now, I'd be totally fine with somebody else spending the whole day with my kid. Absolutely. <laughs> i <I'm> kidding. <laughs> okay. So, it's safe to say that as time goes by, we realize maybe we shouldn't bathe the kids in lard and ignore them and let them dangle in a cage outside of a window of a high-rise apartment building.
1: I don't know. Maybe.
0: Well, in the 1960s, we were advised to start feeding our babies solid food at two days old. Oh, okay. (laughs) What? Like solid, solid food? A doctor. Like a cracker? Walter Sackett, MD. He wrote, bringing up babies, and he said, cereal with the consistency of putty, which was to be given before any breast milk. By two weeks, babies could have vegetables. By three months, they could eat bacon and eggs. (laughs)
1: a cup of coffee and a cigarette. Oh, my God. <laughs> and by six months, they could start with the daily coffee. Nuh-uh. That's what it says. That had to be like a super, super, like, small sect of yeah,
0: people. Yeah, I'm sure this, that's taken out of context. <laughs> <laughs> but I had fun finding all of these ways that we have screwed up parenting. Yeah. And now yeah. look back and realize how screwed up it was.
1: Is this your, um, is this your way to say... We should get down with more screen time. I guess this this is how you're backing yourself up. That someday we're going to look back and be like, you should watch more screens.
0: It's how I'm saying, you know what, guys? We've screwed it up from the beginning of time. (laughs) And there's no end to us screwing it up in the future.
1: I mean, people are still growing up and they're somewhat functioning. So we must be doing okay. Yeah. I mean, look at us. We're fine. Totally. (laughs) Functional adult. Now here's Most one. Days.
0: Here's one that that I can actually kind of relate to um, because I wanted to do this when I was a teenager. I wanted to go to charm school. What <laughs> in the 1970s, which I was not a teenager in the 1970s, but I in when I was a teenager, I thought it sounded awesome to go and live in a boarding school mm-hmm. and um, and be very aristocratic and learn um equestrian skills and ultimately find um, a very wealthy and old person to marry so that i could just you wanted to marry an old
1: person yeah (gasps)
0: gross i know but hey it's the truth
1: (laughs) and you wanted to be a trophy wife i
0: didn't want to marry an old person that doesn't sound you wanted to be a trophy wife what i really wanted was a vast fortune that I could then use to turn into a communications multimedia
1: company. I am so disappointed in you because the Heather I know would say, I will build my own fortune, not I will marry an old man for it. No, sorry. <laughs> I just wanted the money. What a disappointment. It turns have, out that today. didn't work out for me. <laughs>
0: I actually fell in love legitimately. Mm. And now look,
1: I had to build your own empire. <laughs>
0: But in the 1960s and 70s, charm school um, would um, allow girls to select from programs such as exercise, diet, voice and speech, modeling, skincare, grooming, makeup, fashion, and manners.
1: I hate all of that very much. Yeah.
0: I would have been kicked
1: out. Yeah, you would have.
0: <laughs> in the 1990s, now this is when we. This is the advice that yeah. our mothers got. Uh
1: huh.
0: Our yeah. mothers we given advice that um, time out. That's when time out started. And yeah. you put your kids in time out.
1: The time out days. We don't hit kids anymore.
0: And a book in, uh, published in 1994 called To Spank or Not to Spank. I got spanked. Well, this advice um, says that the first time you pop their rear end, follow up with 30 minutes of confinement in the downstairs bathroom. Mm-hmm. Because it's isolated and boring, which is kind of like COVID life.
1: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> ex- ex-
0: ex- except, of course, we didn't have phones. We had to read the shampoo bottle. Right. Mm-hmm. But
1: I don't. I don't think I ever had a timeout in my entire life. I think that I got grounded. Grounded. Yeah. But I didn't
0: have timeout. I was a little old for timeout by the time that came around. Yeah, I think so. I was already like. Mm-hmm. A teenager I was off at charm school I think <laughs> my my rich my, my rich man Gross. that I was going to get the fortune from so the moral of the story is we've never known what the heck we were doing with our kids clearly and we've all been fine so I think the kids are going to be okay but I do have some advice from somebody who knows so might I recommend
1: Now here's part of the show where Chrissy and Heather tell us what to do. Well, might I
0: recommend... Might I recommend having a network of women in your life who are moms with experience? MWEs. (laughs) Women whose children are grown, who empathize with how stupid they were when they were raising their kids, and how they didn't know what they were doing, and give us a little bit of grace.
1: Yeah, I I do think that um having contemporaries is nice, but having people who are like real adults, you know, um is yeah. even nicer. And I find that it's because I don't helpful. feel like I'm a real adult. No, I mean, I'm 39 years old. I'm not a real adult yet. <laughs> I got a few years.
0: Your own mother is not even the best person for this because she is too connected to your life. I think it's helpful when it's women who are um not related to you. And I have some of these. Um, I have I have some women in my life who are, like, from my church
1: mm-hmm.
0: who have seen it all. And they are, you know, nobody's pretending like their kids have turned out exact- <laughs> the way they expected.
1: Yeah, when you've got grown people as your children and, uh, like, other people know them, like, the, the product is pretty clear. Right, exactly. <laughs> what you've done is, I mean, it's not still... <laughs> Like on its way, you, you made that and you either did a good job or questionable job.
0: Yeah. So they've like brushed their hands clean of parenting mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh, I'm glad that's done. <laughs> and then they can they can sit back and just kind of laugh as, as they see us like in the fellowship hall at church juggling our kids mm-hmm. who are asking for like four desserts and they just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but it is really nice to have their support when momming is hard. I got a phone call from one of my um, MWE Um, and she had listened to our show um, the whole world's having a shitty day
1: I really liked that episode I really like that song it's been stuck in my head It has
0: been stuck in my head for
1: a long time
0: Um, and she first of all complimented us on the show she said she felt like we tackled a big topic um, bravely and appropriately and she said she just felt like at the end she said wow Um, And so that was really nice to hear. Um, And then she also shared some empathy with our shared um, struggle with sleep
1: right now. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are struggling with sleep right now. I don't know anybody who's like, oh, I'm just sleeping great every day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: hmm. She said, y'all are not the only ones. And then she said, "I um, I have one answer, one bit of advice for your question of what can we do? And she said, talk to your kids about what's happening don't assume that they learn right and wrong by your example she said sometimes as a mom she would assume that her kids would just like absorb these values and that she didn't have to articulate them or that you know that they would just learn from your example of I'm courteous to other people I'm kind to other people so my children will learn from my example and she said sometimes you have to spell it out and talk about what's going on in the world in a way that they understand and be completely honest and, and, you know, humble and authentic with them and talk about what's going on.
1: I think she's a hundred percent correct. And I've spent uh, quite a bit of time in the past few days with my kids um, talking about, you know, race and history and all those kind of things, but also just talking about being considerate little things, little things like, When I walk into the bathroom, like when we were at um, a hotel recently, when I walk into the bathroom, I don't want to see your wet swimsuit on the floor. There are other people around and other people don't want to live that way. So you have to be responsible for your space and you have to clean up after yourself. And it's not my job to do that for you. And just generally being considerate at that hotel waiting and saying, all right, there are people waiting for an elevator. Elevators are only so big so right now we live in COVID time, so you need to ask the people, is it okay if I ride with you or would you like me to wait for the next one? You know, um, just little things to be considerate. When you're running through the sand mm-hmm. on the beach, you need to make sure that you're not kicking up sand on people who are laying down. Just a general awareness of other human beings and of their right to be comfortable too mm-hmm. and I do feel like sometimes you have to explicitly teach that stuff. Ah, I know.
0: I used to think that I could do like a blanket lesson and that they would just get all of the nuances. Not true. Right. <laughs> no. So I recommend um, having some women, some mothers with experience in
1: well, your you recommend life. this to women or you recommend this to men too?
0: I would recommend to fathers that they have people in their life who are their who can be parenting mentors, and uh, non judgmental places of um, support, and and um, and sometimes advice.
1: Do you think that the opposite gender can serve that purpose as well? I don't know. I don't know. I have a couple older male friends, and I feel like you know they've raised daughters and whatnot, and I I feel like they we don't always talk a ton of parenting advice, but I I think that they're good for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, far be it for me to judge. <laughs> 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 I mean, everybody has the relationships that work for them. But my point was that I think that there is a sisterhood in yeah. in motherhood. Mm-hmm. And that there's a shared experience that, that can be um, really helpful when we're all trying to figure this out. And so that means that we do have a little bit of homework. <laughs> Don't forget your homework. Okay, so the first thing to do is relax. We are all screwing it up, so don't worry about it, okay? And then talk with your kids about what's going on in the world, and remember that they are not necessarily going to learn from our example and that they are not necessarily going to get the nuances of what we're saying. So talk to your kids about what's happening and, and let them know that we're all trying to figure out how to be the best people that we can be. And then if you want a little bonus points, get yourself some MWEs. Find some other parents who have been there before you, who have also screwed it up and figured out better ways and share in the process of parenting before we shame through the process of parenting.
1: Ooh, I like that. That should be a Heather's quote that you made up yourself.
0: I just made that up.
1: Congrats. I just that made was that was nice. Up. Yeah, it
0: came up right out. Say it again. I can't remember Congrats what I said. The- share instead shame. of shame. Yeah. Share in there the process go. instead of shaming. That's nice,
1: Heather. Good share job. instead of shame. You should close out with that for sure. All That's right. That's a great way to go.
0: Well, then let's just go with that.
1: All right. Until next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where
0: to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe and tell everyone you know. Until next time.